It's Cats at Night on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Nicole Maliotakis, Congresswoman, is on the line. So, Nicole, it's been pretty busy. You've had a busy beginning of term. Um, and today, the big news is Ilhan Omar getting kicked off the uh, Foreign Relations Committee. Uh, that's correct. I just actually got back to New York City from Washington. And uh, today, we uh, finally did remove her. And I'll say this I've been pushing for this for two years. I served on the Foreign Affairs Committee with Ilhan Omar, and I was present when she uh, said some things that I found very disturbing. Uh, first of all, you know, to compare uh, Israel and the United States to Hamas and the Taliban, that's very inappropriate. Uh, and it's also inappropriate to uh, blame the United States of America for the turmoil in Venezuela at the hands of uh, the oppressors, um, Hugo Chavez and Nicolas Maduro, communism and socialism and their um, dictatorial regimes that should be blamed, not the United States of America. And then uh, as a New Yorker, the fact that she uh, belittled, she tried to diminish the worst terrorist attack on our soil on September 11, 2001. All those reasons, uh, all those are reasons why she should not be on a committee that is tasked with representing our country and our Congress to foreign but con- governments. Congresswoman, but, but, aren't you concerned? But how would how would the uh, how would our enemies get the information that we don't want them to have anyway? <laughs> aren't you concerned well, about a tit for tat? You know, the Democrats did it, then other Republicans are doing it. It's just going to go back and forth. This sort of punitive thing, because of course you're going to disagree with your yeah, colleagues. Yeah, but you can't leave a person like that on the. Uh, on it's the same committee. thing. By the way, it's the same thing about Schiff and Starwell. Why are you putting them on the intelligence committee? Of course, they should be removed. Nicole. And there's a difference, right? We are not saying they shouldn't be on any committee when they removed our members. And by the way, I voted uh, to remove one of our own Republican members uh, from the Education Committee because they had a warped view of history and what occurred on September 11th. So I've been consistent. Uh, but the issue is, is that we are saying that she just can't be on these particular committees. They can serve on other committees. Somebody like Eric Swalwell, who had a relationship with a Chinese spy couldn't get a security clearance in the private sector, should not be sitting on yeah. the Intel committee. Even I have to have, concede that point. <laughs> uh, all of the world's secrets. And neither should Adam Schiff after he used that information and lied to the American people claiming that he had privileged information. Well, we so, have we, um, we have Congressman King that sits on, on this panel here at the 5 o'clock show. He was on the same committee. He was on Homeland Security. And he saw Adam Schiff lie. Because he he was in the same meeting that Adam Schiff was yeah. in on Homeland Security, and that is a very privileged position to be chairman the, of the Intelligence Committee. Isn't that intelligence right, Nicole? Committee. Intelligence yeah. Committee. It absolutely is. In fact, uh, most members of Congress do not have access to the information shared in the Intel Committee. It is a special type of clearance. Uh, and so, again, we're not saying that they can't be on any committee. They just can't be on those committees, and that is very different than what they did two years ago when they removed Marjorie Taylor Greene from all her committee assignments. Hmm. So other big topic in D.C. right now is the conversation between McCarthy and Biden over the debt ceiling. What do you think that people will get together? There will be a moment of kumbaya or is it hopeless? Well, if we're putting the country first, then there should be a, a, a point where we're coming together to resolve this issue. It's one thing to say that we need to pay our our debt. We need to pay our bills. And that is correct. We should not be defaulting. Um, but at the same time, we need to be responsible and say, 
you know, we need to start putting ourselves on a path to reduce the deficit, to reduce our debt. And the only way we're going to do that is we put forward an economic plan as they have in the past. There have been eight occasions where they tied a uh, deficit reduction plan to the debt limit for responsible governing. And that is exactly what we're asking for. Remember, they, it, was just a year, it was just about a year ago that they increased the debt limit, and they've already maxed out the credit cards again. And they did it on their own, and they had the opportunity to correct the debt limit then in December, and they chose not to. Now they're dumping it in, on Republicans' hands. Well, then they need to work with us to come forward with a solution that puts us on a path to start reducing our debt. Right now, our debt-to-GDP ratio is 121%. In 1980, the year I was born, it was around 35%. At the beginning of the century, it was about 60%. So that just shows you how far uh, we are going here. It's completely unsustainable. We need to start correcting course. And people say, well, what would you look at cutting? Well, we've already said, quite frankly and quite clearly, despite what the Democrats are saying, that we want to preserve and protect Social Security and Medicare. But let's be honest, the spending, their spending is what's actually jeopardizing those programs because they're going to run out of funding in 2026 and 2031. What we need to do is start looking at discretionary spending, which they increased $400 billion or roughly 30 percent over the last couple of years. And we also need to look at all the waste and fraud and abuse in, these, in, 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 in spending. Look at the unemployment program, for example. Their estimate could be upwards of half a trillion dollars that was stolen from the COVID relief packages. So, you know, that's the type of stuff that we're looking at. Um, and we're not looking to hurt the beneficiaries of the mandatory programs. We're looking at discretionary. But what's the impact of the rising interest rates on the government debt? No, it's it, it's tremendous. Um, and it, 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 it continues to increase year after year. I think it's going to be about, it's scheduled to be about $1.2 trillion soon. Um, and, and again, that's, you know, when we're, you're not paying, if you're just paying, uh, barely making the payments of the debt, you're not paying down your, 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 the interest, not paying down your debt. You know, that is, that is a major issue here. And that is why we're just simply saying, work with us like responsible adults would look, anybody who's listening, right. If you have a child who took the credit card and they ran up the bill, you recognize that you you're responsible now to pay that bill but you also want to correct the behavior so it does not happen again. And but, that is exactly what Republicans are saying. But President Biden says he's not going to negotiate. That's his position, isn't it, at the moment? Maybe it's just posturing. Well, it seems like he's starting after the meeting with uh, Speaker McCarthy. It seems that he's uh, trying to be a little more flexible on that. And that would be that would be the responsible thing to do. I think it's very irresponsible, very childish to come out of the gate saying we're not going to negotiate. If he didn't want to negotiate, then he should have increased the debt limit when he had Democrat control of everything in December. They chose not to do that. And so now we have a seat at the table and we expect to uh, have our concerns heard. And uh, look, I think the majority of Americans understand uh, that we can't continue down this path. Any business, any family, they know they have to live within their main means, and, and government just has to as well. Nicole, real quick, this is a really important question. Were you angry that Adams, Mayor Adams, didn't go to Staten Island for Groundhog's Day? Do you feel no, dissed? Does, does the, the borough feel dissed? New York City and didn't go look at the migrant crisis that we're facing yeah. here. Yeah, there we go. All right. All right. Touche. Nicole, my attack is thank you so much for all your hard work and and. And telling the people what's really going on. And we'll catch up with you real soon. It's Cats at Night on the Red Apple Podcast Network.